Hey guys, on today's podcast, we have Justin DeRose. Now, Justin is the creator of the Productivity Guild and a brand new podcast called Process. And I'm very excited to be chatting today with him all about tools, methodologies, and resources. And it's it was quite an exciting discussion. And we even had some post-discussion that was really great fun that will probably lead to a second podcast. So let's dive in to today's episode with Justin DeRose. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is good to be back. Today, we are very lucky to be joined by the lovely Justin DeRose. And it's actually the first time we're chatting. So welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, Justin. Yeah, thanks, Francesco. I don't know if I've ever been called lovely before, but I appreciate it. Well, uh, it's a it's a first. So, <laughs> um, I love that. I, I also love that. Um, I felt like this podcast was meant to be as well because our names, our surnames, are sort of similar, right? Yeah, they are. Have you got any like Italian origin or? Yeah, actually, my my dad's uh, dad I think is a hundred percent Italian. Uh, oh, so wow. yeah, about a quarter or so. I my I think. My great grandparents were um, immigrants to America. Ah, okay. That that's Primarily. interesting. Yeah, because it's the same on my side. So, um, okay. Yeah, it's, my grandparents are Italian, um, and more my dad's side as well. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's going to be the De Rose D'Alessio show today, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, we, I think it's best for you to introduce yourself because. Uh, you have been growing quite fast with the Guild and also the podcast. So, um, yeah, introduce yourself to the community listening along. Yeah, so, well, as Francesco said, my name is Justin DeRose. I am primarily a web developer by occupation. I just went self-employed this last fall. Uh, I primarily focus on developing a software called Discourse, which is the software we run the Productivity Guild on, which I'm the owner of. It's a forum software, and we do the company that I work for, uh, Procourse, does a lot of customizations, whether it's custom functionality or custom themes and stuff. So that's been a real fun journey. But along the way, you know, I've been a productivity enthusiast for about a decade, and that led me into getting involved with the Productivity Guild um, before I owned it. Um, and then I acquired it this last fall uh, just due to some circumstances. And with all of that, you know, I've really been trying to hone, hone it in and really make the guild a valuable place for people in the productivity community, uh, largely towards folks who use the Apple ecosystem, but productivity enthusiasts in general. Um, just this last month, too, we, I, we launched a podcast called Process. The whole idea behind that is just to take some of the conversations and, and ideas that we have for the productivity guild community and then just kind of expand it into a more, I don't know, verbal format, I guess. Uh, podcasts are more personal than, you know, forums and, you know, text conversation. And so I, mm. I wanted to, to kind of bring that more real, authentic feel to, to the mix as well. Yeah, and it's quite an exciting place, especially if you're looking for, like, really good productivity advice. Um, you have quite a few regulars, right? Yeah, we do. Um, it's it's been fun to see it grow in the last few months as well. So we we had a few regulars before, uh, you know, the transition this last fall, and then we've picked up a few more since then, uh, and and that's been really fun to see. 
Amazing. And I, I think I discovered it really late to the game, <laughs> but um, I always just drop in there every now and then just to see how many great uh, comments and, and useful links and suggestions that people put. It's it's really incredible. So uh, kudos on, on all of the effort there. Yeah, well, we appreciate having you around. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, you know, you're putting a lot of time into the, the podcast now. How's everything running with that? You know, that's been actually very surprising to me. Uh, it's the first podcast I've done. It's the something that I've wanted to do for a very long time, probably almost 10 years or so, but just needed to wait for the right opportunity to do it. Mm. And we've I'm just published today as we're recording this, the third episode. And uh, it's been quite a big success in my book. I, it surpassed every expectation that I had for it so far, which is fantastic. Apparently, I, I was I the bar that I had set for it was fairly low, apparently. Not. And so now I've got to raise my own bar to try to just stay on top of it and, and just push myself to go forward with it. But it's been really fun to do. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Keep going. with it. I mean, I, I tuned in to the Evernote one today um, and I, I quite like the way that you go through your thought process with it as well. I think it's the way that a lot of people with personal productivity software do like when, when they think through stuff and, and they try and apply it to their system. So I think it's going to be really beneficial to people out there trying to, you know, master that workflow. Absolutely. That's my hope. I know that we talk a lot about tools and the things that we use to get work done, but I've realized over time that it's so much more about how we think about the work that we're doing and how we think about how we're using the tools that makes us more effective in, in getting to the things that we want to do in life. And so at least that's my hope with the podcast is talking through the way that I think through things and even just the thoughts that I have about it. Cause I know I don't have all the answers for everybody, mm. but I do know that I've learned from other people by hearing how they process through things. And so I just hope to impart to the conversation what I know. And yeah. maybe somebody will find something useful out of it. I think they will. Um, I, I'm quite similar. Like I try not to, I try to share how I do my processes best I can. But it, yeah, I think it, it's going to be really helpful. And and um, if anybody's listening along and want to uh, subscribe to Process, they can below. So that's going to be quite good. Um, now talking, at, like we mentioned that Evernote, obviously you're a user yourself. Um, maybe you could tell us about some of the maybe top five productivity tools that you use on a day-to-day -day basis? Sure. Well, I'll I'll put a little disclaimer on there is that I've had a love-hate relationship with Evernote over the last <laughs> number of years. I used it for quite a long time. And then just with some of the, the shakeups over the last couple of years, I just, I kind of lose, I lost faith in the tool a little bit. Hmm. And so I'm, I've always kind of bounced around from tools anyway. I've got a bunch of stuff still in Evernote and I I access it here and there, but I, I'm not primarily using it anymore, yeah. I don't think. But I'm still evaluating my needs in that area because it, especially when you're a business owner and, and self-employed, it, it seems like that changes from day to day <laughs> what your <laughs> needs and requirements are because you're taking on new projects and doing different things and therefore the requirements of your work change. But as far as top five tools, let's look at that. Uh, number one, for sure, I, is OmniFocus, my task manager. I've used just about every single task manager on the market. Mm -hmm. 
I've used Todoist. I used to work in a corporate environment where I um, had was stuck on Windows, but I was completely in the Apple ecosystem outside of that. And as much as I tried to fight to get a Mac at work, I was uh, stopped at every chance that I could. <laughs> I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, I used to work in that space in IT. So I, I get that having, you know, if you can minimize the number of variables in your environment, it, it really helps out in maintaining a network. But for someone who really liked the Mac, it it wasn't fun. So I used to do this for about a year in that environment. Uh, and and really enjoyed that software. It's extremely powerful, but the one that just has jived with me from the beginning is OmniFocus. And so especially when I went self-employed, OmniFocus was the tool that I chose. And it's I love the ability that it has to filter tasks and show you just what you need at the right time and, and in some different ways than Todoist does. Yeah, definitely. And one question I had there, um, just briefly, is it, do you think like the learning curve is worth the investment? I mean, quite clearly you've you've learned it and you've been able to get on. But for someone, you know, looking between Todoist and OmniFocus, it really depends on the use case. To be honest, for a lot of people, something like Things or Todoist they'll they'll make better sense because. They don't necessarily need to break their tasks down super granularly or just the way that they they think works better with those tools. Um, I do have to say that, especially for somebody who's on the Mac, uses an iPad or an iPhone and has a lot of stuff to manage from different areas, and especially if they want to automate checklists and create lots of templated projects and things like that, OmniFocus is really difficult to beat in that area. And then especially if you're looking to like slice and dice your list in so many different ways uh, with tags and perspectives and due dates and all that fun stuff. Um, it, it's there. There is a learning curve to it to some degree, but if you're just starting off with the basics, it's not too terrible. But I, I mean, like if you're interested in OmniFocus, I say give it a shot. You know, there's they got free trials on it now, which is great. And, mm. you know, it the thing the trouble with that is, though, is that I found it can take a few months to really get into the mindset of how a tool works, because that that was what I was encountering with Todoist was you can really spend some time with the tool up front. But until you really use it for a period of time, you're not really going to learn the way the tool thinks so that you can match your mindset to it. Mm. And so, it, yeah, I. I guess I can't give a definitive answer on that. For me personally, yes, it's 100% worth the investment. Um, you know, And if you have a lot of stuff on your plate that you just aren't quite sure how to organize, OmniFocus is extremely flexible, and so it may be a good solution for you. Yeah, definitely. More like a case-by-case basis, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it seems like it's working for you, so that's good news. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, and frankly, I mean, there's still these itches that I get every once in a while of like, is there a better tool out there? But I've learned that I just need to be honest with myself and say, no, OmniFocus works for me and I should just stick with it instead of looking for something else. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Until it breaks anyway. Yeah. But it, <laughs> yeah, it, but it hasn't broken yet, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, and, and some of your other productivity tools as well? Yeah. Sorry, I so, interrupted you. <laughs> oh, you're totally fine. Uh, as far as like reference software, that's something I know in the most recent episode of process that I talked about, or at least in episode three, 
Um, it won't be most recent probably by the time <laughs> this launches, but um, <laughs> is re- reference software it has been a struggle for me. Like we briefly talked about Evernote and I've tried Dev and Think uh, and uh, keep it at this point. Um, they're great applications. There's a lot of power in all of those pieces of software, but the one that I keep coming back to is Bear. I've even tried plain text and using like Vim in the command line to handle my text notes, but Bear is just, it has everything that I like in it. It looks great. It does some internote linking, which is fantastic. It uses Markdown. Uh, it's pretty easily automatable. It syncs great to iOS devices. And so Bear is really, I think, where I'm going to be shifting all of my reference software or reference materials going forward and notes and, and stuff. Um, then from there, the, the, to round out the list, it's actually a bunch of automation apps. Uh, I, I'm not the biggest automator when it comes to that. I know like Rosemary Orchard, she is super into like ios and mac os automation and there's a lot of folks on the guild that are too and i really gravitate towards it but i'm not always like thinking about okay there's this little task how can i automate it just because usually it's just faster for me to do it sometimes just straight up but um i've heard it said before that it's if you end up doing something three times you should probably look at automating it, especially if you need to do it in the same way uh, three times. So it's great advice. And so I, I tend, I've been using more of these tools over time, but the number one is keyboard maestro and that uh, I actually just got this software this last fall. And it's one of those softwares that's uh, in the category of where have you been all my life? (laughs) Yeah. That category. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. it. It, it's uh. It's fantastic. It's so powerful on the Mac. I mean, I have one uh, macro setup where I hit a keystroke and it opens up Safari with like six tabs in it. Then it opens my uh, text editor that I'm using to write and and it gives me everything I need to do to write a newsletter. Um, It's just and it takes five seconds for that where it would take me probably two minutes to open everything up by myself. It's so powerful, and I'm I'm finding new ways to use it all the time. Another one in the automation front is Siri shortcuts. And this, I used Workflow before Apple acquired it, and I thought it was pretty good. But then when Apple launched it as Siri shortcuts later on, it was just a whole new level of using the the tool. To have all those system integrations is is awesome. But the one thing I mainly use it for is for OmniFocus on iOS. So I've got a few I've got a few videos on the pro membership side of the guild that explain how I'm using Siri shortcuts on iOS for getting into perspectives and and using it for um, like I do a daily check in for uh, OmniFocus or w- with myself and OmniFocus is part of that. So basically what that it's a workflow or shortcut rather that asks me a few questions about how I'm doing in the day and then it'll create OmniFocus tasks based based upon that. And then the last thing it rounds out is it gives me a little mood notes shortcut, which Mike Schmitz, um, who was at ProdCon, um, he wrote this little mood notes shortcut where it basically just gives you a little emoji that you can tap on and then it'll create a um, journal entry in day one. Oh, and wow. then you can type a, type a few notes in there about how you're feeling. Um, my schedule is pretty variable. 
and so it really helps me to be able to have a, a check-in like that. So I just do that at the beginning of the day and the end of my work day. And it really helps me just kind of just stay aware of how I'm doing. Um, Cause sometimes when you have a variable schedule and you can't necessarily set into a regular weekly routine, you've got to be keen and aware of like how you're doing. So you can say if you need a break or if you need a nap or whatever <laughs> that is, uh, you can, you can take care of yourself that way. Yeah, I like I like that. Um the fact that there's like almost like an intentional moment where you're like, you know, you're setting a benchmark but also lining up uh what you're gonna be doing next. Um that's a really good tip. Yeah, do share that um that uh resource with me that Mike created because I, I must have missed that one. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, definitely. And um I, I mean all of those tools are really great. I mean, uh keyboard Meister, I know um don't know whether you follow Bakari on YouTube uh he, he does mac automation tips um he does so many good deep dives into apps like that so um yeah i recommend uh subscribing to him i'll have to check that out yeah it's really good and um i think one of the questions that uh, i think people would benefit from is uh obviously your you have your ear to the guild um the productivity guild most of the day <laughs> or at least uh you get a lot of check-ins during the week uh, For what, sure. what are some of the uh, things that like the most common productivity problems that people have um, that they come across? Well, I think probably the number one that I've seen is not doing a regular review of your system. Mm. So when you do like you, you go a week or two and you you check off some tasks, but you don't really make sure that your projects are up to date and you haven't really processed through your reference materials or notes to see if there's any tasks in there. Haven't really gone through your calendar to see if that triggers any tasks or anything like that. Uh, I know for me, that's been the biggest problem. And finally, you know, when I've gotten through a and, and maintained a regular review, whether that's weekly or every other week or, or what whatever it is for, for people, sometimes weekly doesn't work. It, it's really helped me out, though, to be able to do that. And I've noticed that when people get kind of caught up in their systems and not really sure what to do next, that's probably the biggest thing that helps people get unstuck is instead of just kind of wandering and trying to figure out what happens next, go do a review and make sure everything in your system's up to date and cleaned up and, and is in a place where you know where it's at in there. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's something that I think is becoming more common. People just sitting down every two, three months and just going, you know, is, are these two tools still suitable for me? And, and, and do they map to the work I'm doing right now? So um, yeah, hundred percent. And is there anything like day to day where, uh, for example, like for your own system, you notice like a little bit of a problem or something that you would change about it. Do you like make a note of it during the day or do you like, um, just bring it forward to the, the review? So that, it, that really honestly depends on the situation. Sometimes it depends on how much time I have. Cause if it's just something that's annoying, I'll probably fix it right then. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like for example, one of the things that I'm trying to do in my life is just make sure I have enough margin being self-employed and with my schedule, the way it is, uh, there's not always a lot of room for that. And so what I've been doing is trying to prioritize uh, quote unquote play 
Uh, I've been reading the book, The Now Habit by Neil Fiore, which he's a psychologist and he helps people overcome procrastination. And one of the things that he talks about in there is just prioritizing guilt-free play to be able to uh, overcome procrastination. Now, I don't really have a problem all the time with procrastinating, but I do know I have a problem with prioritizing enjoyment. (laughs) And so (laughs) I... um, I've been I, what I did just in that moment, I just started collecting different things that I wanted to look into. And I just I put it under a tag of play in OmniFocus. And then uh, one day I was like, you know, I really just need to see these all at once instead of going into the tag screen. Yeah. So I just created a quick perspective. So it depends, like if it's something quick and easy that I know, you know, isn't going to be a four hour rabbit hole. Yeah, I'll take care of it right away. But if it's something that I'm really thinking through or you know trying trying to figure out a bigger problem in a system actually really what i do i don't necessarily put that off to like a quarterly review or anything hmm. what i have been doing is i've been doing like two week long experiments in my system and so I'll, what i'll do with that is i'll create a project in omnifocus that gives me some uh just some check-ins basically and i'll define what the what the experiment is and so one of them that i have going on is uh starting to implement a type of pomodoro during my development workday to just help me come up from doing the work because otherwise i'll just totally like empty my energy into doing something focused and then i i'll just feel terrible at the end of the day and so this one an experiment that i'm trying and so i've got some tasks in omnifocus that say, hey, how's how's this going? And it, it just pops up every a couple of days with defer dates. And then I'll just put some notes in uh, in Bear or wherever I'm keeping my notes at, at that moment, maybe in my notebook, and then I'll transfer them later. And it just gives me a, a, just a reflecting point. And then after two weeks, I'll do a, a full-on evaluation of that experiment of if, if it was valuable to me if there's anything I could change to make it more valuable. And then ultimately if I'm going to keep it around and integrate it into my system, helps me be a little bit more flexible in that process. Yeah. I I really like how you approach it. I think it's, uh, I think it's constructive, um, but also, uh, you know, effective for yourself. And, and I think it will be useful for everyone else. Um, One of the questions I had for you as well is obviously like there's a lot of conversation the last couple of months, at least about, apps like Notion and Coda. Um, how do you see those applications fitting in in the future? Do you think there's going to be like all-in-one workspaces and you won't leave it and it'll be <laughs> everything you can do in there? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think there's really two camps in that area, to be honest. I think there's the camp of people who want everything in one space because it's easier to think about. Hmm. And then I think there's the camp of people who doesn't want to load everything into one space because they've gotten burned by lock-in before. And I I think that there's definitely a place for tools like that. And it just depends on how you work. I know me in particular, I'm not a big fan of those all-in-one tools. I think they have a lot of application, especially like I used Notion for a while as a bit of an editorial calendar for the guild. Hmm. And I, I liked the way it functioned, but I wasn't, I wasn't super keen on just buying all into it. Um, you know, it's, I Evernote is one of those examples to where, you know, it's just kind of in a proprietary format and it was, it's not the easiest thing to get your data out of, though it is possible, 
And I, I just didn't want to get locked into something personally. Um, but that's not being said that like notion is a very powerful tool. I haven't really uh, looked at Coda at all, but I I've caught wind of it through your YouTube channel. And I, I mean, I think, like I said, it just depends. And especially like if you're in a collaborative workspace where you've got multiple people who need to work on projects together, there's a lot of power in those tools to be able to do that. Uh, if you're just a single person and, and you're not really necessarily working with any other individuals, then you know it's up to you to evaluate if it makes sense or not. Yeah, definitely. I, I really like your uh, thoughts there, actually. Uh, I think it's going to be helpful for, because a lot of people are in that sort of decision-making day you know, they've, um, they've been with Evernote for a while and all of this sort of, uh, no big changes coming anytime soon is sort of scaring right. a lot of people. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, the, the news hasn't been, uh, great, uh, neither has it been, um, too bad, but, uh, I think a lot of people are in that decision mode at the moment. So yeah, it's really good advice. Um, Justin, where can everyone find you? Obviously the, the guild, the podcast uh, after this feature, can they find you on social media? Yeah, I am uh, on social media. Well, not quite everywhere. I basically only <laughs> hang around on Twitter. Uh, I I do have a micro blog account and they're all at Justin DeRose, just all one word, lowercase. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I'll add those in the links so that people can go and find Justin. But uh, Justin, I, I loved all of your thoughts um, and I, I'm sure you'll have a, a few people coming over to the guild to ask a few questions so thanks for coming on and taking your time out yeah thanks for having me francesco and welcome to everybody coming to the guild we'll be glad to have you awesome everyone thank you very much for listening along today you can follow all of justin's stuff after today's feature thanks for listening to the tools they use podcast a keep productive production see you next time